Let's talk to the new head football coach, the Dukes. Let's talk to Bob Chesney now. And Coach, first of all, congratulations. Um, what's what's this whirlwind been like this last week? Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty wild. Like, you know, you get in here, you're trying to see the lay of the land a little bit. You're trying to meet everyone. You're trying to figure out, you know, who has what information. You're trying to compile it all while at the same time preparing for an extremely important bowl game. First ever, I think, is something that we all certainly – understand the gravity of that and I think the assistant coaches are doing a heck of a job right now preparing and getting himself they're they're getting the team ready for that you know you had you had a great job and you were in Worcester for for 11 years and what was it about James Madison that that drew you away from from a great job to take this job what was it about JMU yeah I think that this is also a great job right when you look I've followed this program for a really long time, right? You watched every year in those FCS playoffs. There was one team to me that stood above most. And then you head up into that North Dakota, South Dakota range. But in the in the East Coast here, there's really one, right? And that was JMU. So watching it from a distance, understanding the investment, understanding the, how serious everyone takes football here, understanding the community and the school and the student body and just the, the love and the support that this program receives was something that I was very you know excited to watch from the outside and then to watch the program jump up and then when you jump up usually you have to take your lumps a little bit and initially and that was not the case here right you're able to put your foot on the gas and, and and roll through a impressive season beating some pretty impressive teams and I think that to me from the outside looking in was something that you just felt like you want to be part of right when you watch a team be able to win at that level uh, for me usually when I show up it's usually a team that's been down a little bit and you're trying to rebuild it this thing is not about rebuilding this is about just the ability to advance and accelerate what's already going on here was that the goal to 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 continue to ascend you went from division three to division two and fcs now obviously an fbs coach was that always the goal i think you know you you always want to be in a situation where you know you can be you know you want to fight to be the best right is what you really want to do so i think for me it's not necessarily the goal and and i wasn't you know, floating resumes or calling people and trying to get jobs. That was not at all my intention. It was more along the lines of people coming, you know, to ask me if I'd have interest. And at that point, you know, certainly when this opened, I was like, that's a, that's a very interesting, you know, job. I wonder if anybody will reach out when they did that to me was a good sign. And then, um, you know, I was very happy, you know, my, my mother always told me, you know, just grow where you're planted and the rest will take care of itself. And to be honest, like that's what I was doing. I was just trying to make any situation I mean, give everything I got to it and try to make it the best it possibly can be. Engage with these players. Make sure they understand you care. Build relationships much deeper than just football while at the same point developing them into the greatest football players they could be. So in the end, they could reach their goals of making it to the NFL. But even if you're a great NFL player, at some point you put the cleats away and you got to get to work. So making sure you're taking care of what you're supposed to, you know, off the field as well is a crucially important part of this. Seems like just looking at some of your stuff and everything, relationships are a huge part of you as a coach. Is that is that true? Oh, everything. That's everything to me. So I grew up in a football family, all right? So my father was our high school football coach. My grandfather was the vice, was on the on the staff. My uncle was on the staff. My other uncle was the <laughs> basketball coach and athletic director. So for me, I never saw this as a job. I saw this as more of a way of life, right? And when I watched, you know, when you have that many people on in your family on staff, you don't think of them as employee 
ease of this person or this school. You just thought of that's what we did. So it was truly a family atmosphere. You didn't talk about it. You actually were about it. And that is something to me that held true from the beginning. So every time a coach would leave, I remember being heartbroken as a kid, not understanding that there was a, you know, a, a professional side to this. I thought that it was only a personal side to this. So um, my job in the end was to find a way to blend them both, right? To make sure there's a personal element to this as much as there's a professional element to this. And I was just certainly touched by the amount of people that reached out and the amount of people that, you know, supported me regardless of if I was leaving Holy Cross or not. And that just, you know, said to me, these bonds are much deeper than just the football field. That's the one thing that stood out to me too, is that so many people had such good things to say about you. It wasn't, oh, I can't believe he's leaving for this job or whatever. They were congratulating you and saying you're the best ever and just different things like that. Did that make, uh, that had to be a huge I guess, weight off your shoulder, because I'm sure that was a very difficult decision to leave there, but to have all that support, I'm sure certainly helped. Yes. And, and my wife tells me about the support because I am not, I have not had a, I honestly have not had a moment to look on social media and follow anything up or do any of that. Uh, I've been really just trying to get through a couple messages, trying to get through some, some recruiting things and, and the, the responsibilities of this particular job. I haven't had a chance to get on there, but yes, it does. When, when, you know, she says this person or that person wrote something, really nice I think it's you know something that you know you know you made you made an impact and a connection that's significantly deeper than the football field and I could just speak to my own uh the past year or the past years we played at army and I looked in the stands and there were guys from the division three school you know that I had coached at that were still in in real connection with you know there's at the Boston College game a bunch of guys from Johns Hopkins when I was an assistant coach and from you know the the Assumption College when I was a division two coach so to me those are relationships that will last forever I am not interested in only their football acumen I'm interested in you know making sure that I was there for them on a personal level and we'll share their their moments from weddings to children to the Christmas cards we send each other every year that's really really important to me because that's what this is about I'm not here to just coach X and those I'm right I'm here to help develop young men and to try to unite a community trying to jam you head football coach Bob Chesney and you know talk about this now with, with trying to get a staff together um, I, I guess first of all let's start with that talk about your staff and do you have will you bring some guys with you from Holy Cross or how is that all going to work out yeah so a little bit of both right but to me I don't want to leave guys in the cold right I think if we I did not get here by myself right I'm not foolish enough to believe that so I know that guys certainly helped me along the way and my job is to make sure that I am able to continue to help them along the way. So that's really important to me, right? Uh, you know, depending on how that all plays out. But I also know that there is also the element of I have to be able to bring in some FBS coaches, right? That's got to be a part of this as well. There has to be a good hybrid in here. And um, that's my job right now. So I'm working through a lot of that. Uh, Jeff and I have a nice conversation this evening to just try to finalize a couple things in, in this process and figure out those next steps. But uh, we're getting closer and I'm really excited about the the potential and the possibility of, of the guys on staff. What were you, will your role be throughout this, the, the next couple of weeks with bowl practice, the bowl game? Will you have a role in that? Will you kind of let Coach Robo do this for right now? How's that going to work? Yeah, so uh, ultimately, I'm not going to 
step on their toes and get involved in the scheme. I want them to do this is their opportunity, right? This is their opportunity to be a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator. You know, this is that's kind of cool to watch. They've brought in a whole crew of guys that that are really doing a nice job of of trying to defend what is a complicated and challenging offense. And I love watching the kids respond out there. Their communication is great. Their energy's right. It's fun to watch. For me, I want to start to just shift gears a little bit into the way a practice would work, you know, into the fall with us. I'd like to get some of those under our belt. So those ultimately ultimately consist of a little bit more of some situational football, a little bit more of some one-on-one competition type deal, and just an idea of trying to electrify that practice every day, test some things in fire, and put our guys in a position where they're being tested. We're being able to see who succeeds and who fails and who has a chance to learn from that failure and just constantly raise the level of competition. We were good at places I've been because we were situationally aware, we were schematically competent, we were fundamentally sound, and we practiced and played as hard as we possibly could. That's what made our team great, and that's what we're going to begin those uh, beginning stages of here. Are those the core things of you as a head football coach? I think those are the core things when it comes down to practice and meetings as far as preparing. There's, you are, that is your job, right, is to be fundamentally sound, schematically competent, situationally aware, protect the football, right, or disrupt the football and handle the field position. Those are ultimately how you get there now, whether you're running, whether you're throwing, what you're doing in order to get there is very, very different. So I think those things, though, are at the fundamental core of it, and then from there you could branch out and decide how. Right. You know, you know, you know, the idea of what you're trying to do, but now how you're going to do it is what separates the great ones. So you'll more be of a a kind of a practice coach right now and kind of implement some of your things that 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 will go on into the spring and the fall. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. Will you have a headset on during the game? You know, I'm still working on that. You know, I'm still working on t- thinking, thinking that all the way through, right? I'm, I, I, I want to support the best I can. I do not want to interrupt. I don't want to get in the way, but I want to make sure that it's an interesting time, right? Because you know that you're going to be in a very different role, you know, as soon as that game is over and you move on into the winter conditioning and into spring practices, your role is going to change drastically, right? Uh, the face is you know, inside those helmets will change drastically. Some of the faces within the office will change drastically. So that's the thing that, you know, it's a, it's an interesting moment because you, you want to be present. You want to be through. And I talked to a lot of different guys, some that weren't involved at all in practices, some that were overly involved in practices. And there's a balance that you're trying to strike without stepping on anybody's toes. I just, again, the overall theme of what I'm trying to do here in the big picture is to help advance and accelerate this program. I don't want to force anything to slow it down out there. So I'm trying to find ways to advance and accelerate at this moment. How about your schematically on offense and defense? Obviously, you're going to kind of let it play out throughout the bowl and let them do what they're doing right now. But talk about you. Have you always kind of kept the same offense and defense or has that kind of been fluid throughout your entire career? Yeah, fluid based on the players that you have, right? So we had a, a really good running quarterback this past year one of the best actually in the country broke who's in the portal right that is correct yes yeah. so he broke he broke the uh, all-time record right for uh, rushing yards in a game all divisions um, and just a warrior of a football player uh, so that that's very different of an offense that you might run when you have a guy the backup quarterback even let's just say wasn't as mobile but came in for two games and won us two games with very much what you're seeing on the field here a lot of the RPO a lot of the you know the the things that you would do post-snap reads to make sure you're putting yourself in a position where you're able to handle that extra player. 
So when you run the quarterback, you could block that bonus player. When you don't run the quarterback, you have to read that bonus player, right? So it's not quite that simple, but it's close, right? So I think that is what you have to do and then start to play into where are your your playmakers? How are you going to get them the ball? How are you going to stay true to your run game? Because in the end, you got to be able to do that on fourth and one in the stadium when everybody knows we're running the ball, we have to be able to deliver. So there has to be a toughness to this. There's no doubt about that. And then that has to mimic it on the defensive side of the ball, being able to stop the run and then not, and prevent the big plays. So there's a lot in there that, you know, changes year by year. We were a four down sometimes on defense. We were a three, four, we were a four, two, five, we were a four, three. We were a lot of different things on defense. And then on offense, we were many different things based on the personnel we had. And then special teams to me is sort of the tie that binds it all together, right? That is the one thing that if you could have language of special teams that transcends into the offense and into the defense, and now you're working all of that together, you can start to take big jumps quickly in language just on, on that alone. John and Jim, you had football coach Bob Chesney. And what have you learned here in the, the few days you've had to talk to players? I'm sure you've watched a lot of film of, of this year's team. What have you kind of learned these first couple of days? Well, I learned that there's a, there's a lot going on here. You know, there's a, there's a lot of fluidity at this moment. I think that, uh, you know, the portal – NIL, there's a lot of things in here that are, um, you know, that these young men are dealing with for the first time, right? This is not, this is, they're not, nobody's an expert at this right now, right? So as they're navigating this, as I have continued conversations with them, they're not sure what to expect. They're not sure how it goes. And they're not 100% sure even maybe why they're doing something, but they're just understanding the flow of it. And, and that's the way the, the you know, um, modern day football team seems to be going. So they're going along with that. And I think that's fine, but I think it's at some point, we're going to have to start, you know, to educate a little bit better. We're going to have to start to figure out what is it that we're trying to get out of this, right? And then ultimately, what's missing here, right? And then what do we need to do to make sure that we put this program as one of those premier programs, not only on the field, but now there's a lot of variables off the field that we have to address. How about recruiting right now? I'm sure trying to recruit some of the guys that are on the team right now. How is that going? I'm sure that's a process that will play out, I'm sure, um, as you continue. But, but how is that right now? And kind of talk about that. Yeah, I think it's going well. I think that, um, you know, I was here the other day and I just came back today. So this is my ultimately second day on the job. Um, but I did have conversations with a, a bunch of the guys in the, in the portal. Um, you know, they're on visits. They're doing things over the weekend. And, and I think that they have some other offers off the field that I think are, are tough to match. There's some things that are going on out there. Um, so it's ultimately... You know, I think they all want to be here, right? And I think there's a sort of business decision and, and a family decision that they're also making, right? So before it was you were a college football player, you're making college football decisions, you know, for the best of your college football career. Now you're starting to make decisions about down payments on homes and if you could help your family back there. So the, thing, the game changed a little bit in, in that regard. And uh, that is one thing that, you know, you know we just have to continue to, uh, you know, move forward at a pretty high rate of speed to be able to match some of this stuff at some point. And recruiting, obviously, right now is it's it's paramount to try and get things done right now. I know you're looking in the portal as well. I'm sure um, looking at some high school kids and different things like that. Is is that a whirlwind right now? Yeah, that's a it's a whirlwind. I think at the same point we have a good freshman class. We have a nice class that you know we're hoping all get to signing day and, and can complete the mission. And after that, then it's about the the portal piece. So we have a couple kids coming to visit this this next weekend. You know that we're trying to just get them an idea of what we have because we're not 
you know, the, at some point, the, the, the time to be in the portal will expire for our guys, right? And we're going to need a decision from them coming up here, which will, which will happen pretty soon. And at that point in time, we could start to figure out what is it that we have open now that we need to be able to fill. So um, I like the conversation we're having. They're all great kids. They love JMU, and they would love to be here forever, right? And ultimately, though, there's a lot of uh, variables at play here. Is the NIL, is NIL something that you had to deal with much at the FCS level at Holy Cross? Is that something fairly new to what you have to deal with? Yeah, it is relatively new. We had it there, and um, you know, numerically, we're not far off from you know what we have here. You know, which is the the one thing that you know we have to separate a little more from that. So we're in, a, I think, a, a pretty good spot, but it's something that we had to deal with, not at the levels at which it seems to be spinning here. You know, I think but that will be natural when your coach leaves and your coach goes to a place where maybe they have a little bit larger bank accounts of NIL, then you have a shot of, you know, do I get a piece of that? And I think that's kind of what you're finding here through those coaching changes. That's not abnormal to this program. That's pretty normal for a lot of places as coaches move up that, that there's other guys, you know, that from where they just left wondering if they get a piece of that pie too. I know there's so much going on, but it seems like you're jacked for this, that you're excited. Is this an exciting time, too, despite everything going on? I'm, I'm just excited. So we have a, a little walkthrough and a conditioning thing going on today, and then we're back out to practice tomorrow. I'll tell you, at this moment, it's usually just recruiting. You're on the road. You're recruiting. Yeah. You're do- to, to have football being played out there is pretty awesome, right? So the fact, to, the chance to go out on that field and watch these kids practice and get to see them, you know, just inspired and energized, like, that's what we're all here for, right? And I think usually during this stretch of time, you forget about that unless you're in the playoffs, right? When you're in the playoffs and, you know, you're, you're usually still focused on it. But usually for if you're not, you're spending your time all on the, on the recruiting. But to have that still at the nucleus of what we're doing here is playing football games. I hope it allows people to realize just how special this place is, what they're leaving behind if they were to leave, but also at the same point in time, you know, keeping the thing the thing. They're here to play football, right? Keep the thing the thing, and that's what we have a chance to do tomorrow. Coach, congratulations. Thank you so much. We'll catch up again soon, but uh, great to have you here. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate you covering us and appreciate everything you do. Looking forward to many more of these conversations.